Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I am Tim. And this is the Two, Two Drunk, Drunk Accountants. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Every week after you say it, I always think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it at the same time. Uh, anyway, this is that podcast and uh, we are back <laughs> this week. <laughs> we, are, we are back this week. Um, with a brand new track. With a brand new track. We've got a great chat today with uh, Josh Robb from mm. SV Partners mm-hmm. talking about liquidation. V for Vengabus. V for Vengabus. Uh, <laughs> so, we, we've been promising this episode for a while. Um, mm-hmm. People have requested it and we finally sat down with Josh and uh, had the first of what I think will be many chats around this topic. Yeah, it was really good chatting to Josh. Um, I actually always enjoyed picking his brain because mm. they're, they're, they're accountants, but they're another type of accountant. And so, yeah, they deal with things which we don't deal with in our day-to-day. Correct. But I always find fascinating yeah. because sometimes they're really helpful strategies for our clients. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a good listen. Definitely a good listen. Uh, but before that, Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and download? Tim, how's your week? Yeah, good. Um, I mean, Tim and download is this microphone. It sounds, sounds great. Good. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> this so, is our third mic. We don't usually whip out, but yeah, exactly. The we guests get the good stuff. <laughs> the guests get the good one. Apparently, <laughs> you you've never sound crisper. I know. Crisp. Crispy Tim. Crispy Tim. Crispy Tim. Crispy Tim. <laughs> uh, my Tim and Dan Lowe is um, actually flying to Brisbane tonight. Hey, um, this the second my, home. My third trip to Brisbane in as many months. Uh, <laughs> Don't complain about that. No, I, I love Brisbane. Awesome. I love Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane, Vegas. So, I'm going to be there. Uh, my partner Kat's doing um, a course there for a couple of days, just some uh, professional development uh, in Brisbane City. So, I thought I'd so tag where along. Are you going? Because uh, I thought I'd tag along. Just the dead weight. Just the dead she weight. She wants to go and hang out with her friends and stuff. None of her friends are doing the course. It's just her. Um, anyway, so she'll be there all during the day. So I'm going to be sitting here working from a hotel room oh, remotely cool. um, for a couple of days. And then at night times, we can go out into the city. You know what the hotel rooms should do? They should offer a desk with a dock that you can plug your laptop into and have multiple screens. That's a great idea. That'd be hugely valuable to me. That'd be hugely valuable. I'd pay an additional $20 a night for that. (laughs) At least. I absolutely would. They'd make their money back in like 10 nights. I absolutely think that's a great idea. They a lot of hotel rooms do have like a work a desk. desk with like a lamp and a pen and a bit and of paper. And that old school land port. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but so I'll be sitting there most likely, or maybe I'll even wander down to a cafe or mm. sit um, by the water somewhere. I'm not sure yet. That's always nice. I probably won't be that productive down there, so I'll most likely sit mm. in the hotel room with mm. my headphones on mm. for the duration of the day. Exciting times. Mm. Yes, that's my Tim and Dan, though. Where are you staying? Um, I've forgotten the name of the place, uh, but it is... Uh, so, she's her, the place she's going to is just near the hospital near South Bank. Uh-huh. So, she, it's in between the two. I've forgotten okay. the name of the place, though. 
So if you're listening, please don't stalk me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I wanted. <laughs> We're staying in room. My next question was what room? <laughs> uh, nice, Tim. Um, business update. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, I think you have a good one. I have a good one. So there was a, an article this week. A mega one, should I say? <laughs> yeah, there wink, was a wink. There was an article this week by Accountants Daily. Um, which is titled Geared Towards My Tax Spike in Self Lodges Linked to Mega Refunds. So, mm, what uh, unless, in case you don't know what mega means, it means poor, weak, not very good. Yeah. Uh, basically, the article saying that uh, everything this year uh, is geared towards individual tax returns, um, payers, um, individuals lodging their own tax returns. Mm. Um, basically, it's a single touch payroll having that information there ready um, prompts people to go lodge the tax return straight away. Yeah. Um, having the availability of my tax and how it's a bit easier to mm-hmm. use now mm-hmm. prompts people to go use it themselves. Yeah. Um, also, the announcement of the middle income tax offset, that adding $1,000. Mm. People are really keen to jump in and get they that. They are. Yeah, because they think mm. it's sort of like the the old tax bonus from, yeah. from 10 years ago. Exactly. Like Kevin 07 gave everyone. Mm-hmm. So, But it's not... It's not quite that. And if you're unsure about that, go back and listen to our episode on the middle income tax. Oh, did we do a whole whole episode on that? Oh, that's good. You don't remember anything. That's very helpful. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But basically what this article is saying is uh, the average refund so far this year um, has gone up from $2,379 to $2,800, right? So it's it's increased um, about 400 bucks. Uh But if you remember correctly, Tim, yeah. the middle income tax offset is $1,000. Mm. But I've, got, I've sort of got a comment on that. Yeah. we was going to be $500, was not it? was going to be 500 So, wouldn't that explain then just the $500 shift up rather than the $1,000 shift up? Potentially. I mean, you're saying that people would have this had is not less a, withheld from their tax yeah. during the year and therefore it could have it could have done that. Yeah. Accountants Daily should have listened to our episode on the middle income yeah. offset. Well, I think you're probably right in that. It's probably a good... It's probably spot on. It's probably spot on. It's probably actually has increased it by about 500. But Which in is, saying that, it means that the average refunds, despite that, hasn't mm. changed from the previous year. Mm. So, it's not like it's gone up. That's it. Exactly. Um, yep. Yep. And and they're saying one of the reasons of that is the ATO have been aggressively messaging on work-related expenses and people are a little bit more afraid to claim things that For they sure. don't want to claim. Uh, that's, that's very true. Um, they, I read an article recently, mm. Chris Jordan, the uh, I think he's a deputy commissioner or something like that. Mm. He used to work in one of the big four. So, I always find it quite ironic. Like, mm. he was probably making these advanced tax strategies yeah, for now, clients and now he's the one. <laughs> it's like that... Uh, we're trying to shut them down. Uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio's Spielberg. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. He's the con artist and then at the end he works for the FBI helping to track down con uh, artists course. because because he's the expert in it. They've literally converted... Yeah, they've mm. got him in. Well, in that case, uh, Leo went to jail and uh. they went to him to say, hey, we can't crack this. Can you help us? Yeah, and then okay. he ended up working for them. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Except this is real life. That's a real story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so is the Chris Jordan one, right? You jerk. Not saying that Chris Jordan was a criminal in any way, shape, or form either. <laughs> Not throwing shade on Chris Jordan. I'm just saying this. Chris, this- if you'd like to come on the podcast and defend yourself, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> this is an open invitation for you right now. But yeah, no, he sounds like an interesting fellow. And uh, he's, he said they are really targeting the, I think they called it a tax gap. Of about ten billion dollars, 
times or something like Billion. that? I don't know. I'm making up numbers now. Mm. But there was a huge amount of shortfall mm. from what their numbers suggest they should be collecting mm. compared to what they are collecting mm. when people lodge their tax returns. Mm-hmm. And so they're really um, focusing on that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yes, I thought that was uh, um, an article worth mentioning. I think you're probably bang on that that $500 amount, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's slightly less than 500 bucks, so it's only an mm. increase of 400 yeah. So, it is down a little bit. It is bit, down a little bit. But not that much. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have gone up a 1000 shouldn't have gone up a 1000 They're already budgeting for 500 of that. Correct. So. Correct. It was already being um, the tax rate to, that you were, they were withholding people, had changed. People yeah. were receiving $500 in their net pay. As Correct. the year went on. Correct. And then the government changed it to 1000 So, there should be a $500 extra refund there. Correct. Which is what I ex- have explained 20 to 30 times to people when they ask me about the $1,000 tax bonus. That's right. That's right. A lot of people call me and say, oh, so I get an extra, I get $1,000 in my bank account, don't you? And it's like, well, no, see what happened is you did have a $2,000 payable. Yeah. And now you've only got a $1,000 payable or a $500 payable because, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, a, a $1,500 payable mm. because... Uh, that $500 was already taken into consideration. Is it bad, Dan, that I've started almost considering going, yep, yeah, you got the bonus. It's in there. <laughs> well, technically, it is. <laughs> it is. Like, you could just enter it, it that is way. It is in but there. But trying people to teach want- people, and I don't know if they want to know. People uh, think, oh, right, I'm going to lodge my tax. I'll get the $200 refund that I normally get, and then I'll also get 1000 bucks. Yes. That's that what is they're, the way they're imagining is happening. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a good good article. Do you have any other business updates this week, Tim? Or is that pretty much all you got? No. No, I do have a good other thing, which Josh mentioned when we caught up with him outside of the podcast. Okay, well, we'll do that at the end. Is that another thing? Uh, that's definitely another thing. Let's do it as the other thing. That's definitely another thing. All right. Uh, Tadas tip. Tadas tip. This is, a, this is a good quick one. Mm, you I need also, to name it. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely name it. Mm. Um, it is called... Always take a loyalty card. Really? Don't like that name? No. Okay. Always ask for a loyalty card. No. No? It's rubbish too. Punch my hole. Take a loyalty card. Better. <laughs> that's, that's a lot better. Much better. <laughs> Punch my hole. Punch my hole. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. look... I don't like waste. And so, I've been, in the past, I've been a bit resistant to loyalty cards. You'd, you, you'd be thinking, well, Tim, you're the tight-ass tip guy. Mm. Of course, you, you should love loyalty cards. Mm. Well, I do for places that I always go to, places that I'm actually loyal to. But I've changed that tune because... That was you. I just like to declare that that Oops. was Tim, not me. We'll see. So, I've changed that tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently went to a place in New Zealand. I was having a coffee there. I was like, oh, this is New Zealand. I'm not going to be able to come back and make the most of this loyalty card. Mm-hmm. I still had another week in that location though. Yeah. But I was like, ah, at best I'll be back once. Mm. I won't be able to fill up a card. How was Starbucks in Queensland? <laughs> <laughs> Get lost. It was Yonder. <laughs> okay, it was Yonder Cafe. Great cafe if you're yeah. in Queenstown. Mm. Head over to Yonder. They have a loyalty card system. Mm. And um, I should have taken one because then I went back with my family like... Two or three times mm. and I would have got a free coffee. You would have definitely got a free coffee. So, learning from this is always take a loyalty card when offered. But, Dan, and you almost made this mistake today. Mm. And I, I gave you a little bit of help. A little bit of tight ass tip. You did help me. In action. I said, Dan, 
do you have a loyalty card at this place? You didn't know they had one. I didn't. So that's the thing. I didn't even know they had one. I've I've got loyalty cards at other coffee places that I frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that this particular. Let's give them a shout out, Glee. Glee, Glee, Glee Coffee and Wild. Glee Coffee and Wild. Great place if you're heading out for a coffee. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't used to have loyalty cards, but they do now. Mm-hmm. So this is why I say the second part of the title: always ask for a loyalty card. Always ask for a loyalty it, card. A, you don't know if they've changed and they now have one, which Glee don't literally put them out on the table. I think it's sort of like a, literally they want the loyal customers to get them. Yep. So ask if you go into a place a lot, mm-hmm. if they have a loyalty card. Uh, but B, if they don't have a loyalty card and you ask, it might make them more likely to give you a loyalty card or to set up a system mm-hmm. of loyalty cards. That's right. And that means every eight coffees or whatever it might be, you'll get a freebie. Which yeah, is great. It's a good one. And and this extends not just to the um, you know, punch a hole in the card, um, cafe style loyalty cards, but what about if you go into uh Great Union Cinemas or these days uh, event cinemas and you get your Cinebuzz card, which that's, is usually free to join up. That's um, awesome. I think you have to pay for the Hoyts one, but you yeah. get a free ticket, so it's kinda like paying for one ticket. Yeah. Um but yeah, you go there, you get points, and then you get mm-hmm. a free movie. Um Definitely. There's no punch in there, you get a little card, sometimes not even that. You just, just type in number the number around. Mm. Uh that's a great one. I've got one for a pizza shop. You know, I eat a lot of pizza, Dan. Yeah, which, which pizza shop has a... Red Pepper Gourmet. They, they have a loyalty card. A loyalty card. But it's only if you go and pick up. So, mm-hmm. Jed and I are often too lazy to do that. Right. Mm. Uh, but it's full. I've got a free large pizza just sitting there as an asset. Another one... I literally count that on my balance sheet in yeah. zero as an asset. Uh, I, pizza. Another one that you like to use a lot, Tim, is your uh, Relish member card. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm, which is for one. grilled. They sent me a free chips mm. the other day. Really? Mm-hmm. And I can pass that on to someone else if I want. Yeah, I have a Relish <laughs> membership as well. I just don't have the app on my current phone, so I didn't... You upset I'm getting the benefits of your burger? Well, I got those cards where I can get some free things, so I'll use them. Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah, do that. Uh, yeah, cool. so that's well, a good good tip, Tim. Punch Punch that hole. Punch punch my hole. Uh, always <laughs> take a loyalty card. Yeah, punch the hole or swipe the card. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Well, All on right. to the main chat. Let's move on to our main chat uh, with Josh. It was a great chat. All things liquidation, difference between that and bankruptcy, all, all sorts of hints and tips. And and Josh is a director of SV Partners. He is indeed. He's so a, I think so I he, forgot to mention that when I introduced him. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, get in touch with them if you feel like you need the help of a liquidator. All right. We'll be back after the break. Hello. And this is our main topic of the day. We're speaking with Josh Robb. Thanks for being with us, Josh. Thanks, Tim. Josh is from SV Partners and uh, he's a liquidator, which is a very exciting profession. Uh, they're also accountants, but I guess a different breed of accountants. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's liquidation or accounting or something like that, but whenever I'm with Josh, we tend to be drinking, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. But um, yeah, so it's great to have Josh here today. Uh, liquidation is... Something that you'd prefer not to go through, but it can be a really vital thing to understand and mm. know about if you're in business and personally, I suppose, as well. Uh, I don't know if you believe this, uh, Josh, but we've actually had people request us speak about liquidation. Yes. We've had wow. people write in. Yeah. Yep. Did not expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very often someone wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, this could be one of the best listened to episodes. Um, so, Josh... Why don't you tell us a little bit about what a liquidator does in their day-to-day? Yeah. Um, really, we don't kind of have a set day-to-day. Everything's different. Every day's different. Yeah. Um, 
liquidation can be various different forms. Uh, it can be solvent. You know, you want to get some capital gains mm. profits out. Yeah. Uh, or you can look at a an insolvency side and then a restructure. So yeah, it's from sitting in an office to being out running someone's business, helping them try to restructure yeah. it and continue. Mm. So your role ranges from helping people save money when they sell an asset to when businesses are basically in strife potentially and need to be brought back to life. So yeah. traded back to life. So you take over and you try and um, get the business back on its feet or do you then potentially sometimes make the decision to shut that business down and wind it up? Yeah, it's a, um, a bit of both. We can, we can go in from, you know, you, you run the business, you restructure it with the, the possibility of it continuing moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, may have just had something unfortunate happen, mm. like a liquidation of one of their major clients or, mm. or something like true, that. True, true. Um, then there could be the other side in that, you know, the, the directors might have just had enough and have decided they don't want to run a business anymore and yeah. just get us in to help close it down, sell it and, yeah. and pay the money back. Yeah, mm. okay. And so, I guess for someone who is in business... Um, right now, they might not have ever heard about liquidation. They know about bankruptcy, I suppose. Um, are they the same things? Uh, no, they're actually two different things. Uh, okay. You're right. A lot of people think bankruptcy and, and liquidation are the same. Yeah. Um, liquidation is for companies and corporate entities. Yeah. Uh, where bankruptcy is for individuals and partnerships. Okay, right. So, so, potentially, if you're in a company as a business... Mm. And you run into some strife and you need to liquidate, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll go bankrupt. No, no, definitely not. Mm. Um, a lot of people do think that if your company goes into liquidation, then you have to go bankrupt yourself. Yeah. Um, that only probably happens maybe 10, 15% of the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and that would normally only really happen if there was something that the director would be personable, uh, personally liable for as a result of that liquidation, like unpaid POYG, superannuation, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing I see quite often is personal guarantees. Yeah. yeah. So where directors have, you take, you know, entities like Bunnings, for example, mm -hmm. will not put a supply account without a personal guarantee. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Makes sense. So that's where it can come into play a little bit as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, um, what are some telltale signs that people should be maybe considering liquidation? Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, when would be a good time during all of that to really yeah. think about approaching a liquidator? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, the telltale signs are usually creditors demanding money. Yeah. Uh, usually if the ATO is demanding money, you know, mm. you've got a bit of a problem because mm. they don't do that until generally the last minute. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just if, if you're having trouble paying your suppliers, mm. um, you're getting calls from suppliers, yeah. can't pay wages is a, a mm. common one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think the key is that once you start to see a couple of those signs, mm. you're better off to get in early. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you're much better having someone like me say, no, you don't need to do it. Just make a few changes and mm. and you're fine. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the, the back end where they come at a last minute and unfortunately when you're at that point, there's nothing you can do to, yeah. to restructure it. And yeah, and I think you, you've hit on something there that really... A lot of people think liquidator, that's kind of a dirty word really for, for a lot of people in business because they're emotionally attached, I guess, to, to the fact that they're going to have to close up their business if they go see a liquidator. Mm. Um, so, it's just 
it's not always a negative result. It's sometimes you restructure or you fix things and it moves forward. Yeah. Um, so uh, approaching you early really is the better option than waiting to the very last minute where you you literally can't operate another day. Um, we sh- they should be coming to see you much earlier than that. Yeah, exactly. And because mm. the earlier you get in, the more chance there is of being able to actually do a restructure, mm. keep the business going. Um, I'll give you a quick example. And I spoke to someone two years ago. Mm. Yep. Uh, they had about 200 grand in the bank, 200, 300 grand in debtors. Mm. Uh, I said, yes, look, we can work with this. Let's We can look at a restructure. Mm. He went, no, I don't want to be associated with doing it. Mm. Come and saw me six months later with $5 in the bank. Yeah. No debtors. And said, all right, can we now have a look at it? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you're then at that position, then you can't yeah. consider any restructure. It's... And he sat there and went, I should have just spoke to you six mm. months ago, but he mm. dug his head in the sand and... Lost his leeway, yeah. lost his and wiggle room. Like you said, Dan, it's the, the stigma. Mm. Yeah. People think it's a bad thing that mm. if you go into liquidation or you look at a bankruptcy, it's not the case at all. Mm. Uh, you look at what bankruptcy meant 50 years ago mm. and it was the, you don't want to talk to them, you don't want to know anyone who's bankrupt, yeah. where mm. now you're probably walking down to get a coffee down the street and you've walked past 10 people who are bankrupt and yeah. you don't even know. <laughs> That's an interesting point. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, we should make people walk around with like a placard under their neck or something that says <laughs> bankrupt letter. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting liquidator on my shirt. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Like all the time, people just say to Dan, Dan, are you an accountant? Because you just look like one. <laughs> it must be that post-it note I stuck on his back. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Kick me. I'm an accountant. <laughs> now I'm going to look at my back when I look. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think that's a really um, good way to introduce liquidation and bankruptcy to people. It's not necessarily the end of the world. Obviously, they're in a really tight spot and... You know, something has led them to get to that point. Something's going to give. So, mm. you can either try and work your way out of it yourself. You can try and get someone who knows what they're doing to help you and protect you in the meantime. Or you can end that problem altogether mm. and move on with things. And when they're financial matters, you think it's like the end of the world. You think yeah. everything's going to stop. But life goes on <laughs> in the end of the day. So, there's, there is more important things. than. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like from a, a bankruptcy point in individuals... You know, a lot of people go, well, I, I can't own a home. I'm going to lose my house. I'm mm. going to lose my car. I'm going to lose everything. Mm. Again, that's not the, the case. That's just the stigma that yeah. that is associated with it where yeah. you, know, you can go bankrupt, still keep your house and still keep your car. It's, yeah, yeah mm, definitely. It's not the be all and end all that people think. There's a lot is. of myths, isn't there, yes. around it? Mm. I did actually write an article on the, the 10 myths of bankruptcy once. Okay. Yep. Don't know where it is now, but <laughs> it's probably out there somewhere if you Google you, it. Can you rattle them off? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a lot of them are just the, can I own a home? Can yeah. I um, travel? It's another travel. one. Travel. Um, yeah, they're the ones you hear, like, oh, I'm going to lose my house. I'm not going to be able to go overseas. Um, all those kind of things yeah. is, is what you hear when people say, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. And another common one I always get is, oh, I'm not going to be able to work again because no one's going to hire a bankrupt. Yeah. Mm. That's definitely not the case. Mm. Okay. Um, I've had accountants mm. that are yep. bankrupt as clients. Yeah, mm. right. And hasn't affected them doing their job. Yeah, right. Lawyers as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. So there's... Doctors? I've had doctors, pharmacists. <laughs> everyone. I've had everyone. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got everyone from a carpenter to a doctor and yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. 
Haven't had a financial planner yet. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Follow for it. <laughs> so what if you're happens- a financial planner, you need to speak to a liquidator. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the example that you gave before, you know, there's, there's a guy who uh, has the potential to restructure things and move forward. A lot of people at that point think, well, I can't even afford to pay my creditors. How am I going to pay a liquidator yeah. to fix my problem? That's and then point. they get down the line and they can't fix their problem anyway. What happens to them then? If they don't see liquidator and they need to close the business, what what happens? It, for them, it's a, when you get to that point, it's you yeah. don't have a choice. It, it mm. is a close down. Mm. It's a, a sale. Mm. Uh, you sell as much as possible to be able to pay back a, as much as you can. Basically, mm. a fire sale. It's a it's a fire sale, pretty mm. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, that's when you might follow a bankruptcy might follow mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. you're in that fire sale where you might have a million dollars worth of assets mm. that you're only got a hundred grand for because mm. they've had to go to an auction. People know it's yeah. the fire sale. You need to mm. sell it as quickly you as you can. You need to sell it as quickly as possible where you could have got 800 grand for it yeah. earlier on. Yeah. So then an exposure under a personal guarantee is minimal yeah. as opposed to, mm. you know, if, if the credit is only getting back 10 cents in the dollar, yeah. mm. then you're personally liable for the other 90 cents. So, so either way, they still see you on the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's either it's appointed by creditors or something or, or it's they voluntarily do it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So we can, you'll quite often find when they voluntarily do it, mm. that's when you've got the restructures. Yeah. Mm. Um, if I get appointed by a creditor, which has to go through the courts mm. and the court application is one, from my point of view, I've got no idea. Mm. I don't know anything about the company. I don't know what's going on, mm. the chances of getting appointed to something and being able to restructure, it's probably 5% if mm. that, in yeah. the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, where if someone's voluntarily come and seen you, you know where it's at, what it's going, mm. how it works. Mm-hmm. And plus, you don't get the angry phone calls when you've got to call a director and tell him you're now in control of the business mm. by court order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be a great oh. conversation. Like no. <laughs> oh. They're the ones you definitely want to do by phone. <laughs> <laughs> text. Yeah. Right, yeah. Text yeah. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so in those situations, obviously, it's it's usually a much worse result for the end person. But also, the the risk, you know, one of the, your responsibilities as a director of a company is you can't trade while insolvent. So when you get to that mm. point, is there much more risk for you personally, not just because you've personally guaranteed something, but um, because you may have been trading insolvent? Like, what's what's the risk there? Yeah, the the risk is definitely a lot higher. Yeah. Um, if you if you take for example someone who comes and sees you voluntarily mm. and they go, look, we think we might need to look at a liquidation or a restructure. Mm. And I sit there and go, well, you don't. You mm. just got to make a few changes to it. Mm. Um, you can, while you still could be trading mm. insolvently, there's defenses yeah. against that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if you've incurred a debt, mm. but you're expecting to get it because you know you're getting a $2 million contract in three months' time, mm. then while you are still technically trading insolvent, yeah you've got a defense against it. So a liquidator can't come after you then yeah, yeah. Sure. because you can go, well, no, I knew that I was, I was expecting to pay it. Yeah. Here's the evidence that I was. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the type of things that, you know, we can get involved in earlier on in, mm. in mm. so instead of going, you don't need a formal liquidation, mm. it can be just a, we've got a forward plan here. Yeah. You know, yeah. And the law has changed uh, recently to allow that type of what's now called safe harbor. Yeah. And so you can get someone, you can get a liquidator in, so it's not a formal 
appointment. Yeah. It's helping them do a plan to get them out. Yeah. And um, you just got to do things like make sure super's paid, your basses are lodged. Yeah. yeah. Provided those two and another few other things are done, you cannot be held liable for insolvent training. Yeah, yeah okay. right. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, so basically just go get help early. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Because those are really yeah. simple little things, yeah. but you can see a lot of people when they're under that pressure um, and they're struggling, they're just going to let those fall by the wayside. And oh, if you do yeah. those things, then you, you protect yourself. If you don't, if you just lodge something late or pay something late, then you could personally be liable yeah. for some debts. And, and you find, like you mentioned, it's if you're running a business and you're stressed, you, you're trying to get money in to be able to pay your wages, new clients, things like that. The last thing you're probably thinking is, I've got to lodge my bass. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. You know, then you go, I'll, I'll deal with that in a couple of weeks. I've got more time then. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've then ticked over your time frame and mm. you're now automatically liable for for the PAYG on the for bus. Sure. Yeah, exactly. One thing, one perspective I just wanted to cover, I know we're running out of time, but... Um, Still got a bit of time. Okay, great. So, um, we've talked about it from the business owner's perspective. How about the perspective of, say, employees of the business and people who are owed money um, by a business that could be heading towards liquidation? Do you ever give advice to those people or is there any words of wisdom you could offer? So people in business who might be owed money from someone who's struggling. Yeah, I think it's um, if you're the one, if you're the creditor that's then owed the money, I always say try to work with them first. Mm. Um, I mean, you're obviously not going to go and lend another hundred grand on a supply (laughs) account if you haven't been paid the 200 grand you're owed. Yeah. yeah. Um, But as opposed to just simply going oh, they haven't paid, mm. let's force them into a liquidation mm. scenario, chances are you'll probably get nothing back. Yeah. Where if you work with them and yep. you, know, you, you might still have to supply a little bit, but you work it so it's cash on delivery. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things like that, that that way you're not in any different of a position. Yeah. You're being paid for that supply. Not making forward. it worse. You're not making it, it worse. But, but you're giving them a chance to dig themselves out of it and yeah. eventually pay it back. And I say the same thing with employees as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. Um, if all the employees get up and leave, there's no chance that you can restructure a business. Yeah. Because uh, you've got no one there to be able to do any work. Yeah. So I always say to employees, you're better off to work with them because as long as you're still getting yeah. your pay, mm-hmm. uh, which you probably find directors are, are more willing to put themselves behind mm. to pay employees that are willing yeah. to work with them to definitely yeah. to help do the restructure of it. For sure. Yeah. So it would more be, you know, if, if the employer hasn't paid their super recently or something then you'd say all right let's work with it start paying it yeah <laughs> yeah um, rather than me taking off and there being a giant hole in the business and it will never be able to pay it yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, the same thing i guess in i've dealt with this before in mm. where an employee you know says oh i'm haven't been paid my super off to the ato mm. yeah you've then caused an issue mm. you're better off to have a chat to the director and the director goes yeah look i haven't paid the last quarter this is why yeah. but i'm expecting it to be paid in the next couple of months yeah um, you're probably still in a better off position than you would be if you'd gone to the ATO and started a whole investigation. And yeah, yeah definitely. Like so the first step's always just talk to the people who owe you money. <laughs> like every it's yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. Communication. Communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess if they're not keen to talk to you, then, yeah, then okay. the maybe step. go down those avenues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. If, if, you, if the director's been telling you for 12 months he's going to pay it next mm, month, then yeah. it's your different position. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and is there is there any, I mean, there's a lot of change happening in the space always, um, but is there anything happening in regards to unpaid super and government guarantees? Yeah, the, um, 
the laws changed, I think it was March this year. Okay. Um, in which super is now automatically personally liable yeah, for directors. Yeah, sure. Um, previously, it was part of the... You had three months after the due date to, to get it lodged, things like that. Yeah. It's now automatically personally liable. Yeah. Um, PAYG still has that bit of a leniency. So, yeah. it's got to lodge it, report it within three months. Yeah. Uh, but they're also looking at... Um, there's a bill that's been introduced... Um, I think they've got to reintroduce it because of the the new sitting of parliament. Mm. Um, but it's then looking at bringing GST into line with PAYG, yeah. so making you then personally liable as a director for mm. for pretty much everything PAYG, super GST. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I always say to clients as well. You know, if if people are starting to struggle, the first thing they usually stop doing, as Tim said earlier, is lodging their bats. You know, that's the last thing they're thinking about. They're worried about paying their employees. They're mm. worried about paying creditors. Um, other than the ATO and the last person they think about usually is all right now I can pay the ATO Um, but I always say just make sure you're lodging everything and just keep in touch with the ATO tell them what's happening tell them keep them in the loop because otherwise they're just going to start coming harder and harder on you the more you ignore them the further along that line they get Definitely. Until the next thing, they're garnishing your bank accounts and you're yep. in real trouble. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just lodge your stuff on time. Even if you can't pay it, lodge it and then talk to the ATO. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I mean, well, everyone knows the ATO is known as the fifth bank yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. They're still like any other bank. If you don't repay them, if you don't yeah. repay it, they're going to chase you for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well. But yeah, you're definitely right, Dan. Mm. It's just lodge it, report it, mm. and then communicate with the ATO. Mm. You've got more of a chance of. Yeah. of resolving it where if you, you don't yeah. do anything you'll yeah. next thing you know you've got a garnishee or a mm. stat mm. demand served and it gives you some protection from that personal liability yeah, as definitely. well with some of those things maybe not super no, but. Yeah, not super, <laughs> but with the PAYG and the GST at least mm. yeah um, so in, in summary here liquidation is wrapping up a company um, bankruptcy is you personally or a partnership um, bankruptcy doesn't necessarily follow liquidation so that's that's a myth busted mm. number one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Glad we uh, bust, we've bust busted that. that, the big busted stamp. Like, busted. <laughs> uh, and then going on from that, yeah, if you do not uh, lodge your bazers, don't pay your GST, you could be liable for super, you could be liable for things if you're not reporting these things in time, Yeah. Um, which could be a problem. And then the main takeaway from this, I think, will be just approach these, these things earlier. The er- earlier you know there's a problem, the sooner you handle it, the better the outcome's always going to be. Mm. Burying your head in the sand, um, even if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I can't pay my credits, I can't pay the liquidator, just go see them. <laughs> yeah. They're going to find ways for these to work. Um, yeah. That's that's the best advice, I think. Mm-hmm. Go in early. Yeah, definitely. 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 Mm. Cool. Great. Well, we probably will have Josh back again. Mm. Uh, he's always driving past our office, <laughs> annoying us and dropping in. <laughs> well, every time I want a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Usually Josh shouts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, SV punters. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think future episodes would be good to touch on things like... Um, uh, what happens to some of the assets or, or what yeah. happens with personal guarantees or what happens phoenixing phoenixing operations and things like that to really do some deep dives on on those topics maybe even um, some examples in future episodes to yeah. try and run through a case study of mm. a business that's gone into liquidation yeah. so. look I, I can talk to this until the cows come home so <laughs> you just tell me what to talk on and i can do it yeah, next time we'll try and do it in the afternoon and have a beer yeah that's a good idea <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Josh. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, cool. If people do want to get in touch with you guys, where should they go? 
Uh, just jump in Google. Yep. Type in SV Partners. It'll come up with my name, contact details. Yep. Yeah. Just go from there. Nice. Yes. That's S for Sally, V for Vera partners v for vera i don't know that was the first thing that came right here it's like v for vicky v or... for venga venga bus venga bus <laughs> uh, all right well on that note <laughs> thanks josh thanks guys <laughs> and should... we're back <laughs> you should leave that in <laughs> Uh, we're back that was a great chat uh, with Josh uh, we learned a lot uh, well I hope you guys learned a lot and, and got some uh, a bit of clarity around what liquidators actually do people must wonder why we like break out in laughter <laughs> after like just a pause nothing's happened for them but well because it's, there's it's, a bit of back chat that happens sometimes exactly in the studio for, for, for us it's we say we'll be right back and then we just wait 10 seconds because that's where we <laughs> insert the interview during <laughs> during the editing and then and then we start laughing because immediately we're like oh and we're back <laughs> great chat <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it really was a great chat uh with josh and i hope people got a lot out of it we're gonna get josh back to talk about all sorts of topics that will be relevant so if you do have questions um either reach out to josh directly or send them through to us and we'll Stop. load them up for next time or mm-hmm. um get some answers for you exactly all right tim do you have an other thing i do yeah, and you mentioned was, it earlier. This is from Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can now put your driver's license onto your phone. Yeah, they sent me an email about it, and they said, "That's cool." Hey Dan, do you know you can put your driver's license on your phone now, and it's accepted by all hotels, clubs, and police and identification places? What a world we live in! That Fantastic. is amazing. Which means if I go out with my yeah, phone, phone, I can pay for things with my phone as long I as they've got tap. Could be on your watch. I was thinking that too because my mm. watch um, is uh, cellular, so it's uh, <laughs> cellular, cellular, cellular. Yeah. Um, so I don't need my phone nearby to make calls and things on it. Yeah. Um, I can call Ubers, do whatever I want. So oh. I can also pay using it. But I wonder if the license goes on the watch because be that cool. would be hard for the you know the security guard at the front of a club to have a look at the play, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they might think you're trying to punch them or something. Yeah, exactly. Like put you in a chicken, well, chicken lock. What also happens if my phone dies and I'm out? Mm. That would be annoying. That would be annoying. Just that take a charger with you. Yeah, but that's cool. I'm gonna do cool. that. It's great. I'm gonna do it. I like it. Because I, also- I always go to the gym and I'm like, oh, I gotta- and I drive there. Mm. It's like two minutes around the corner, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I take my wallet and it's annoying. Mm. Yep. I don't need my wallet at the gym. You don't need it anymore. Just your phone. Just your phone. Love it. Uh, my other thing this week. Um, 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 that's a cool noise. Uh, I've got a good one for you if you can't think of one. Okay. It's, it's related to something that's happened in your week. The Tax Talk podcast. Yeah, that's right, actually. Um, I, I, I've been aware of this podcast for a while. It's, it's another Australian podcast. If you're not listening to it, um, go have a listen. It's, it's, if, you're, if you're an accountant. If you're uh, into your tax. If, if you're not an accountant, um, probably you don't need to go listen to it. Or if you're just interested in um, tax or tax people, law, go have a listen to it. Some people aren't accountants and still interested. That's yeah, true. So, go have a listen. It's um, some in-depth dives about a lot of relevant tax law um, and also um, general information. They have different hosts and different people on to talk about different topics. Uh, and I, I listened to a stack of episodes during the week and I, I got a lot out of it. Got a lot out of it. 
It's cool. Yeah, just little refreshes on things that you might have known and forgotten or hmm. or you knew but you weren't exactly clear on. Because they get like a lawyer on They them? get lawyers on that and hmm. that obviously know this information. You know, they go to court to fight the ATO against this. Yeah. So, they're very aware of, of the relevant laws around some intricate tax topics. But they also talk That's about cool. just some general things like automating accounting stuff mm. um, and uh, value pricing. I think they did an episode similar uh, to us and, and things like that. Nice. Um, they've had um, people nice. like Heather Smith on ah. to talk about things. So, they, they have a lot of a lot of different content. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. Be cool to do a crossover. Yeah. Well, they contacted us. I won't spoil what their future episode is, but they contacted us during the week um, about some things. So, yeah, it was just nice to hear from them. That's cool. That's and, very um, nice. I enjoyed that. the podcast. So, Giving them a shout out. Shout out to the tax talk. Shout out. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you could do us a favor, and this is a favor personally mm. that I will take offense if you don't do. No. Okay, Dan, you should actually promise t- if anyone does this, mm. you'll send them a personal message um, detailing your favorite thing about them and your most hated thing about them. Yep. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So, here's what, here's what it is. I will do that to anybody that follows us from now yeah. on Instagram. Really? Wow. For the next week. <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram in the next week, I will send you a personalized message uh, through Instagram that says, hey, here's my favorite thing about you and my least favorite thing about you. I probably don't even know you, but yeah. I'll come up with That's something. Right. Oh, it'll be easy. Just look through the feed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like... I hate the hat you wore on the 14th of July <laughs> <laughs> because I, I love the shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, That's cool. So, I'll send you a personalized message with those two things uh, in the next week if you follow us on Instagram, which is at Two Drunk po- uh, Accountants. Uh, but you can also find us on Twitter at Two Drunk Podcast, Facebook, Two Drunk Accountants. Send us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and what I would also really like is if you would rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen because it does help people find us. See, I thought you were going to say if you rate and review us, mm. I'll send you a message because yeah. there's probably going to be people who follow us on Instagram who don't even know we've said we're going to do that. All right, both. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the problem is I don't get your t- contact information with a rate and review. Uh, so that's why I was thinking I can't really get in touch with you. Well, that's you. true. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, but if you could do that as just a, a personal favor, that would be to pretty me, funny to send everyone nice. a direct message every time they follow you. Anyway, I will favorite do it. thing about you, least favorite thing about you. <laughs> like, you don't even know me. So from the moment this episode goes up until the moment we record next week, uh, <laughs> if we get any, uh, I will send you personal messages. Nice. I All like right. It. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll calculate it. 